this is episode 40, would you believe it, of leavethebottlepodcast.com. I'm sorry, leavethebottlepodcast. You can find us at leavethebottlepodcast.com or easier, ltb.re, as in leave the bottle. Hey, James. Good morning, Randy. How are you? For me, it just turned afternoon, but I'm great. Uh, We have not been able to get together too often because my wife has been on the road, and when she goes on the road, she goes on these short trips, and most of the day is travel, and so we kind of keep in touch, and then when she gets back, I have to really focus, because I'm a house husband now, see, that's, uh, and I I post my diary, my house husband's diary on LO and on Google+. And anywhere else where I, I guess it goes out on Twitter, too. Um, just to complete the housekeeping, by the way, speaking of Twitter, we're actually watching, I'm watching Twitter right now, and that would be at leave underbar the bottle, just in case you have a comment and you're listening live. Otherwise, um, so it's been weeks since episode 39, uh, James. And, yes, it uh, has been too long. Too long. Way long. So uh, what's uh, what's up with uh, with you guys and your podcast? Have you done any further episodes? Yes. Uh, well, we have. We recorded one. Oh, this is a nightmare in itself. My wife and I have just started to do uh, a podcast called Twenty Five Point Four Minutes, and I, I I have a Chromebook. She has a regular uh, Windows based mm-hmm. laptop, and we have actually had been using my Chromebook because I'm on it right now, actually. And it's been nothing but a nightmare because what's been happening as we record the episode, I go to upload it through SoundCloud and uh, it crashes. Uh, the, fla- the flash shockwave flash stops. And <laughs> and because uh, you, you don't save it natively on a Chromebook like you would uh, right. on a Windows or Mac-based uh, computer, We've lost it. So we've lost oh, three episodes in the sucks. last two weeks. Uh, we had a, we did a great one Saturday. I was all excited to post it. And the shockwave flash crashed. And so now tonight, I'm going to try it again on her computer this time. I've uh, done uh, gotten the Audacity all set up. And uh-huh. so and I've tested uh, a little bit myself, putting it up into Dropbox from Audacity. And then from there, I'll be able to move it over. Uh, and to SoundCloud. That should work. And so forth. Yeah, it should work. I, I tested it and it did work. Um, but it's really frustrating. It's frustrating when uh, when you go do something, you're really happy with it, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, hell. Well, um, you have to do a backup. And the um, one way to do a backup, you know, I realize you guys aren't, uh, you know, living in the palace with unlimited resources, but I think there are recorders today that you could use, as a matter of fact, uh, one suggestion would be just to record a backup on, on one of your phones or both your phones. If you could just place them or get a microphone that connects yeah. to the phone. You've got a decent Android phone, don't you? Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, and she has an iPhone. Well, the iPhone has even more uh, apps. I don't know if they're free or not, but they're certainly not horribly expensive. Yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm sure any app I can afford it, but she has an iPhone 5. That's well, excellent. I feel bad more than anything for her because I, I'm the one who kind of got her into okay, let's do a podcast, and she's like really psyched about it now. And she's actually very good at it. And uh, oh yeah, and these technical issues have cropped up, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try it again tonight. Okay, well that's really sad that we'll you lost see. it. Get a get a safety net of some kind though. Turn on your phone. Worst case, at least. You know, put the phone between you somewhere where it's almost, you know, going to make a decent recording. And if it's only slightly off mat, mic, off mic, <laughs> um, better than nothing. Especially if you had a, if you feel you did a good job. That's really a shame to lose stuff like that. It really is. You know, it's funny because I used to. Uh, there was a, a big sportscaster for ESPN. I used to listen to his podcasts. And a couple of years, a couple of weeks in a row, he had to go on Twitter and he was all pissed off because they had lost their podcast recording and had to do it again. And they had like big name guests, like athletes and things like that and actors and actresses and all. And at the time I was just like, how the hell does that happen? How does somebody working for ESPN, how do they lose their podcast recording? And, you know, stuff happens. Well, usually um, people have help too. I mean, uh, any of the, uh, actors or voiceover, you know, people who are in the business but are, don't know anything about the internet, generally uh, rope somebody into or are pushed 
into podcasting by someone yes. else who knows what they're doing. And, right. um, you know, I noticed, for example, uh, there's this thing I listen to sometimes, a guy from Entourage, whose name I suddenly can't remember, but he's uh, he's um, was one of the actors, and he's, he's real natural for podcasting. It sounds really great what he does. And in fact, it's his girlfriend is doing the engineering, and she does a great job. Okay. They, sound, they sound really good. And they're always well, apologizing for the motorcycle guy who goes in and out of his garage every 20 seconds next door. <laughs> but in fact, you can either not hear it or barely hear it. It's really funny. Well, it's interesting now. Is it's like, you know, there was the golden age of radio. Yeah. You know, and then there was the golden age of television. And it's funny. There was, there was this, this spurt for some years of podcasts. And then it seemed like almost like it was almost going to go away at one point. Uh, and people were easily mocking it, you know, for – Two guys sitting now talking about whatever they want to talk about. Hmm, sound familiar? And now all of a sudden, it's like this huge uh, resurrection of I don't know so much of respect, but it seems like uh, of taking it more serious because you're seeing a lot of podcasts coming out now that are story driven, like Serial. I don't know if you've been listening to Serial, but Heard oh my about god, it. it's oh my god, Randy. It's well, it's wrapping up this week. It's the first season of it. Seriously, go listen to Serial. It's it's compelling. It's fascinating. And it is a throwback to uh, another day uh, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, it's, I guess, they've gotten like millions and millions of people every week now are waiting for Thursday for the newest installment <laughs> of Serial. Because it's based on the 1999 murder in Baltimore of a, of a young lady. And her ex-boyfriend was subsequently charged and convicted. Uh but there's serious questions on whether he actually did this crime or mm-hmm. not, and he's in jail for life. This is and actors. Is this like a reenactment no, no, thing, or no, is no, it like no, a play? No, this is all taken from. No, oh, it's an no, investigation. It's, it's, it's an offshoot from uh, uh, an American Life, uh, Ira Glass, and mm-hmm. all that. But Sarah Koenig is she's the host of it, and she's the one who's done all the investigating. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's the it's. It talks to the real guy in jail via telephone. Uh-huh. It talks to people that were involved at the time and uh, attorneys and witness or you know, people who were, went to school with them and and so forth. And it's very compelling. Uh, and right now you're sitting there. It's been 11 weeks, I think. It's hard to say for sure. You know, there's, there's a good case for a reasonable doubt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this matter based on that. I mean, you and the thing is, is you can't. The, the problem is, is uh, people are going to listen to this half hour, 45 minute podcast for 11 or 12 weeks. And they're going to equate it to the same thing as sitting in court day after day, listening to evidence, listening to witnesses and so forth. Mm-hmm. When, you know, 15 years after the fact, when it's not in fact, uh, it's not the same experience. But there are enough interesting issues within it uh, that, that it's an interesting show. I would definitely... Uh, give a listen to Serial. Well, I've been hearing a lot about it, and with relation to, um, uh, you know, mentioning podcasting, which I don't want to talk about for too long, by the way, because that's a little too meta, but the point is that, yeah, there is a comeback. It's not a comeback. It's like a discovery. And I'll tell you something funny. When I was uh, in about 1993 or four. You saw on every, you know, we have all these kiosks with uh, newspapers and magazines here, and I was living in Paris at the time, so it's like it's in the big cities. It's you know, every two seconds you see these things. So if there's a, if there's a, if somebody's kidnapped or something, you know, it's you, you'll see that twenty times in a day on headlines and different magazines and stuff. Anyway, you saw the internet, nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety four, big time. Everything was internet, this internet, that. But when you spoke to people. You'd say, um, well, you, you know what the internet is, right? And they go, yeah, but actually they had no idea. Nobody knew. But my point being that the press was actually, the, the um, tech press, which existed because there were computers all those years, uh, were pushing and pushing and pushing. Somehow they saw it. A little like the opposite of the music business and the whole Napster and all that stuff, where they didn't see it and they still haven't 15 years later. Well, the press did see it, and they tried, and they pushed and pushed and pushed. I remember right right around that time, too, um, I was talking to somebody. We were in that business at the time, and we were talking to somebody about a website, maybe 1996 or something. And this is a scientific a scientist who was working with an organization that we were connected to. And he said, yeah, well, we're, we're, the committee's going to get together. We haven't decided whether we're going to do a, a website or a CD. 
<laughs> which, if you know, today, if you think about that, that's pretty kind of funny. First of all, they didn't even have DVD. It was CDs. And if, if anybody remembers what uh-huh. CDs, website-like CDs were, if they weren't produced really well, they really sucked. It was one or the other, you know. Anyway, uh, zooming forward to today, apparently someone like in, was it the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times, one of these big ticket newspapers made a big deal out of podcasting and how there are so many professionals uh, embracing it now, too. As I said, I mentioned this actor, but there, every stand-up comic in the United States has a podcast. And they do a great thing. They invite each other, so you discover new ones. And some of them are fantastic. Some of them are not interesting at all. Uh, I would almost think that every atheist in the United States has their own podcast, too, for some reason, because I discovered a million of those. And they're not all good. And they're not all bad. Anyway, that's podcasting. Um, and there was another thing related, slightly related to that that I wanted to mention, but I do not recall it. As uh, podcasting uh, or podcasts, it seems like this, it's like the, the hot new thing now. And where, you know, you can discuss TV shows, you can discuss movies, but now suddenly, and maybe a lot of it has to do with cereal at this point, but now suddenly the water cooler topic can be that. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's interesting. I, I find that interesting. Um, I find it's funny. The last few months I've been watching a lot less TV and listening to a lot more variety of podcasts mm-hmm. than I did before. Like yesterday, uh, there was a football game that was going on that was absolutely boring me to tears. <laughs> and I love football, but it was just boring, boring, boring. So you know what? I turned it off on a Sunday afternoon. I turned my TV off and I threw on some podcast, kicked back, had my dog on my lap, uh, eventually took a nap, woke up, listened to some more podcasts, you know, and, and I, I, to me it was, you know, it was, I felt like I wasn't wasting my time as much. I don't know. I, I guess, cause I'm an old radio person. I loved radio. I still listen to the old radio shows from the thirties, forties and fifties online all the time. I like story driven things like that. So where do you uh, find that stuff online? I mean, I've found a few like uh, science fiction serials from the, you know, 1940s and 50s. Is there a site that uh, specializes in that that people there's, might want? Well, there's these online radio stations like if you go to tune, if you oh. use TuneIn, if you use TuneIn, uh there's a whole genre within there. Okay, iTunes, let me mention real quick then that iTunes if you use iTunes. No, no, I, no, TuneIn. No, no, tune no, but in. I was going to say iTunes also does that. They have okay. a internet radio. Tune in is good, uh, and um, also if you use um, uh, what is it VLC VLAN? Uh, I can't. Re- I have to go look. I've got the uh, icon right here. Yeah, it's VLC, the video player VLC. Yeah, uh, that also has. I'm pretty sure that also has a, a way to internet uh, to uh, search and receive internet radio, if I'm not mistaken, because that's known as a video player, but actually plays music too. In case anybody didn't know. And there are a lot of uh, uh, things out there that do it. I guess, too, if you just do a Google search on internet radio, there'd be a huge like amount old, of yeah, if you just put If you just do old-time radio. Right. And you know what's great there, about... what's great? It, but... Um, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Go well, I was ahead. just going to say, what's, what's great about the internet is that long tail thing. So, yeah, obviously, I mean, if you were, like, really into the shadow, you know, if you'd have to be older than me, because it wasn't, that wasn't on for, I mean, I didn't even listen to that, but if you, or maybe you've got like um, your grandfather or relatives or family who are like really into some period, you could actually probably find the shadow, uh, unless there's some royalties issue, you could probably find that exact show somewhere, uh, you know, recorded and either downloadable as a podcast or whatever. You know what else just uh, off the wall? Alan Watts has done lots of talks. He's a philosopher, kind of a Zen thing. Yes. And um, his stuff used to be on PBS. And the fact is, you can find that, I think it must be alanwatts.com, I'm going to guess. His actual, his website has a whole bunch of stuff. You can download all these things and listen to them. Uh, they used to be a podcast, which is why I mentioned, but I think you can just go listen to the, you know, download recordings as well. So what right. I'm saying is almost everything spoken is available as a podcast. I mean, if you've got a commute, which you do, right? Yep. Uh, you, it's great listening. It's mostly free. Um, one of the podcasts I listen to is the Jimmy Dore Show, which yes. has a component where you can pay five bucks extra and hear the premium stuff. You know, the podcast has been getting less 
funny to me lately because it's getting more and more depressing because he he's so political um and i really it's it's horrible a lot of the stuff that he says and it's it's true that's the horrible part and, yeah, you know well, he's talking well, yeah, it is. i mean if you look at it, politics in america oh, yeah i i, I got to be honest with you this essence after the elections um granted i wasn't happy about how the elections went but I was more unhappy with the state of the American voter and how they, you know, rather sit home and watch reality TV than uh, than vote. But it is it's it's freaking depressing, and it's depressing when you're seeing, you know, when you, when you're seeing things ha- have economically are still very troubled, but so much better than they were five or six years ago. Here, I mean, you can't even describe the difference economically in the day in people's day to day lives in America right mm-hmm. now. And it was five or six years ago, seven years ago. And yet, you know, if you listen to a certain brand of people out there, you know, we're, we're, you know, five minutes away from anarchy and five minutes away from might as well just kill ourselves because, you know, there's no hope going forward and all that stuff. And it's like, that's not my reality. And that's not the reality of people I know. But that, but that's what they're drumming into us at this point from Washington, and especially from the right. I, I thought, well, wait a minute, I, you're precisely hitting something I wanted to mention, which is I, I thought Steve Factor's post was uh, was right on the money, where he's saying it's really not a question of Republicans and Democrats. The Republicans have a style that a lot of us on the other side find horribly obnoxious, and I suppose it's the same for them, you know? Sure, But they're, sure. they're more aggressive, they're obviously more uh, take it negative right away and all that. But besides all that, the actual solutions to problems, um, you know, are not on either side. So Steve was saying, and this is a personal choice, of course, he was talking about maybe voting libertarian, and he mentioned a couple things, and that's fine, whatever. But the point is that it's true that the first step is getting money out of it. And whether that is even remotely possible is a whole other question. But for those of you who are listening in the United States, you can always go take a look at mayday.us, mayday.us, which is a site done by, uh, I think it's Lawrence Lessig, who's, I believe, a law professor or something. You just go look at the site and see. But their whole objective is to find a way to get this, the Citizens United and the lobbying and this whole money situation fixed. And if, they, if, if it takes 10 years, it would be well worth it. Um, it may take 100 take, years. I think I mean, it's going to take 10 times 10 years, Well, it maybe. could. The worst is it could not happen ever or it could get worse. Uh, my wife points out, and she's got a background as a historian, that actually it's always been this way. There's always been a 1%, not necessarily 1%, by the way, but it always has the been. money Our has always been. were all the equivalent of multimillionaire slaveholders. Right. In That's other words, our, you know, our, our founding fathers who everybody, the robbing, you know, the robber barons, you know, everybody who puts, you know, the, the founding fathers on these pedestals that some of them may deserve to be on, on stools, <laughs> you know, maybe, but certainly, stools. <laughs> um, but most of them, in for point in fact, were or they were all extremely wealthy, yeah. all of them, and most of, and many of them were slaveholders also. So when we go on and on about these cherished forefathers, I mean, some of them were extraordinarily intellectual, and some of the things they did were amazing to get out from under the yoke of the English rule. Mm-hmm. But let's not let's not kid ourselves. They were all extraordinarily wealthy men. Yeah, extraordinarily wealthy men have, by and large, run the, the United States from its beginning. And yes, I know Abraham Lincoln was born in a log cabin, you know, in eighteen. Is that even true, yes. though? Is that even true? I mean, you yeah, know, who well, knows? He was born in Kentucky, and just like today, I mean, even today, anybody who's from Kentucky was born in a log cabin or the equivalent. <laughs> okay. You know, a double wide or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. The hate mail is going to fall in now. <laughs> um, sorry, but, you know, truth hurts. But yeah, well, my, so my serious remember- point, though, is is it's always been this way. I mean, you look at the, you know, from the Roosevelt's, I mean, the George Bush, you know, and the both Bushes, you know, lots and lots of money. The Kennedys, Reagan had plenty of money yeah. as an actor and, and he came up from nothing and he earned his money as an actor. And hey, more power to him. That's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But the true powers behind the scenes Exactly. I've always been that way. From, you know, from if it, and it's always going to be that way. And I think that's why I'm actually about on my last thread on politics uh, in my head because I'm I'm starting to despair 
so badly about not just about the reality of how things are, but the reality of how American citizens are. American citizens find ways to disappoint me when it comes to politically endlessly. You know what? If you want to vote Republican, vote Republican. You want to vote Libertarian, which is the same thing as Republican. You just don't have the fucking balls to yeah. say that you're a Republican. Sorry, but I, w- I wouldn't know, go that far. It is. I want to. Yeah. I want to make a tone that I would not say that exactly because I think there's there's important nuances. But hey, you know, there's. I, I don't know that there's. I don't know that those nuances are that important. Really, I really don't. I don't believe that they're, that they're that important. I believe that the end result becomes the same. So those nuances become meaningless in my opinion. Um, It's feel good. It's, it's feel good. Libertarianism is feel good bullshit. It's feel good bullshit. Conservatism. You're a conservative. Just say you're a conservative. Own your conservatism. At least, at least the ones who are call themselves Republicans, at least they own their conservatism. I don't have to like it. And you know what? That's, that's fine. The world is made for them, but own your, your brand. And just well, like just, there's a lot, and there's a lot of people on the left now who don't own their brand either. More and more people are afraid to call themselves liberal, or you know they're afraid to call themselves progressive. I don't know, but you know, to me, I have almost more respect for a lot of Republicans because at least, even if they believe stuff completely different than I believe in, at least they own their brand, and and I respect that. I don't respect people who are libertarians who refuse to own their conservatism i i don't respect people who say they're on the left but don't won't are afraid to say now i'm a progressive or i'm a liberal now they, you know they cloak it in these other terms and it's like own it damn it own it and and what's happening here is is we have people who are owning doing nothing saying nothing being mm-hmm. nothing about things that are have fundamental impact on their everyday life and it's 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 Living in the United States now is maddening. Well, I, I think that um, regardless of people's viewpoints and all that, there are two things. One thing is that um, I, I hate the negativity of, of the name-calling and the constant. And on the media, um, you know, nobody gets any respect, let's say, from not from the left, if, if we must say that. You know, uh, one of the Jimmy Dore's things I, – re- I read his book, by the way, uh, called uh, – your country just isn't that into you, which yep. is a terrific book. Horribly depressing, of course. It is. Uh, it talks about things like, um, you know, if you remember that thing I posted about where PBS gets its funding, that satirical yeah, that was thing. Funny. Which, by the that way, is you funny. know, those are true sponsors, as far as I know, too, right? Yeah. yeah. So they just turned the phrases into a very funny thing. Um, That's also uh, but, why PBS you know, is kind of uh, cutting back on their <clears throat> on on some of their programming of uh, their more controversial things because of those sponsors. Of course, that's inevitable. That's the whole point of the sponsorship in a way. Um, anyway, two things, the negativity and the lack of, uh, you know, his thing is always that there's no balanced, what they call balanced recording is reporting is really people coming out and f- getting the Fed talk talking points. And it's true that mostly these are going to be from the right for whatever reason. Maybe it's sure. because people like GE, General Electric, own the media and they own, they are defense contractors. Yes. And in the specific case that he mentioned, General Electric paid, you know how much tax they paid last year? Yeah, it's I easy, don't even know. Easy to guess, zero. They paid zero taxes in the United States, General Electric. They're a defense contractor, so they live off the military budget. So how unbiased could that be, first of all? Second of all, they get some kind of... Um, you know, like a $3 million grant or subsidy, some kind of a thing that they get. They don't even, as he says, and it's a funny thing, it's, it's a com- comedic thing, um, but he's saying, wouldn't it have been polite at least if they're t- getting $3 bucks from the government plus all the business they get in contracts, wouldn't it have at least been polite to pay taxes on that? I don't know. It's, it's a funny- A million or $3 billion. I'm not sure to tell you the truth. I would say I would say billions. Well, you would think, but the point is they make yeah. billions. Sure, of course. Um, they do. And uh, just to show you that it's not the United States only, we were watching the news uh, a couple of nights ago, and they did a report. It was about three minutes long because that's all you're going to get on TV ever about anything. <clears throat> this was about how horrible the weather's been in France 
over the last year. And there have been terrible storms. You could find a lot of places in the United States that have had this too. Damaging rains and crops and this this happened, that happened, lots of damage to property. So then they go over the figures of, you know, $3 billion. I'm, pulling, I'm just making these figures up. They, you know, they say something like, the insurance companies uh, estimate the damage that they're going to have to pay for at $3 billion uh, euros. And um, they went through this whole, you know, then this is this cost this. And as a result, your rates, the average householder rates are going to go up by 250 euros, or then that's like 5% or whatever. This long thing. And my wife and I are looking at this and I'm, I'm, I'm saying to her, well, this is really fascinating. When are they going to get to the graph that shows the profits that these insurance companies are making? Because while they're raising these rates and you know moaning about paying all this money out, and I, I believe that part because the weather has been terrible and there have been terrible afflicted areas, but um, I somehow don't see their curve of profits going down. I just would be very surprised if they were losing any money. I'd be very—I mean—losing any profits. If if right. nothing, they're either stable. Because that stuff's all invested, and you know it makes money on its own. I don't think the average person even knows how insurance works, because if you pay a um, hundred bucks um, a month for some kind of insurance, doesn't even matter what, and you've paid it for six years, there's some sum of money involved there. You figure, oh yeah, well my roof needs fixing. It's a storm, and I've, ins- I've got insurance, and suddenly it's like, wow, that was worth it because. Um, you know, my insurance cost a total of five thousand over these years, but the damages are ten. Well, first of all, they probably have a deductible and don't pay you the ten. Second right. of all, uh, hey, hello, they had that money all those years and they're investing it for better or worse. Uh, so, you know, that's how insurance works. They work like banks. What do banks do? You know, people have this funny thing. Well, I have a lot of money in the bank and I don't have any debts. Uh, my bankers love me. That's not true. What they love is when you're in debt. That's how they make they money. Do. Why do they, they do. care if you have a lot of money? They don't. They do if you are um, if you're going back and forth with the money. That's what they like. If you're if you're uh, whatever that's called, and you're investing and you're doing this and you're buying their products, yes. But if you just have a bunch of money sitting in a bank account, you, your banker is not in love with you. No, you're, they're they're not because they're, they're paying you your your pittance, your three percent interest or whatever. But you're not doing anything with that money to make them money. Exactly. And, uh, uh, but you know, at the, uh, don't even get me going yeah. on banks. At no, this let's point. not after, get let's after not. after the other day after you know this after the the Senate and Congress uh, passing the spending bill here in the United States, you know, one point one trillion dollars. The whole Wall Street section of that of the mm-hmm. bill being written by Citigroup. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Jimmy Diamond. Fucking kidding and, me. And You're having the banking industry or a company within the banking industry writing spending policy for the US government for this coming year. Well, they are and too it, big to fail. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you know, it's abs- you know what? <laughs> they're going to turn right back again and start throwing money at people who have no business having money thrown at them. And we're going to have the same freaking situation happen all over again that happened in 2008 here in the United States. You're going to have people who can't, who really can't afford houses who are going to have money thrown at them at, at interest rates that are going to end up crippling them. And because, you know, that's the American dream to own your own home and they're preying on that, you know, dream. We really think that they can do this again, though. They can't do that again. Why not? Why not? They got out from under it the first time. Well, yeah, but it just doesn't seem like it's something that could be done. Not because, not because they're not evil enough. It just seems like there would have to be some kind of vigilance. Uh, Maybe not so much by the people. Although, boy, you know, who's got the money to even get money? You know, I don't know. That's a tough. That's a tough nut to crack. That whole thing. It it is. You know, and I'm not saying. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that. uh, Holy cow, I have that exact same T-shirt. That is so you funny. Do? Oh, yeah, well, this, it was a gift, the Homeland Security. <laughs> yeah, but you know why? Because uh, these same people gave me a T-shirt uh, that is so great that people stop me on the street here and go, wow, where did you get that? And then I have to tell yeah, them somebody guess, brought it like the Yeah, like 10 years ago, I got the – the it's, it's it's white instead of black, but it's uh, – Homeland Security. <laughs> the other one Homeland was – Security. Homeland Security with the uh, – with the with the Indians yeah. on the front of it, but you know since uh, <laughs> right, um, but you know when when you have it was interesting the other day on that whole on the whole bill passing because you had 
the, I mean, actually, the Tea Party really took it on the chin on that one. Oh, yeah? Uh, they took it on the chin on, on that whole bill passing so? to keep How the so? government open. Because it was funny because the, uh, there's so much spending within it. Which and you know and that's their completely oh, yeah, their whole thing is don't spend right exactly so it was it was almost all it was all the conservatives who aren't the Tea Party and they brought over a slew of Democrats who were too afraid of being uh, looked at in the same realm as the Tea Party so they they sold their souls also to the rest of the Republicans to pass to keep uh, the government open till next September now. Um, and it was just disgusting to watch how many uh, Democrats joined in with the uh, semi-sane Republicans on this bill. And uh, Elizabeth Warren, I tell you what, I, I never had much feeling for her either way till recently. But you know what? Uh, if she was running against Hillary Clinton for the nomination next year at this point, uh, or two years, a year and a half from now, uh, I'd give her some serious consideration. I mean, she's... She's kind of like the female uh, Bernie Sanders, kind of yeah, telling no, it like definitely. it is, telling it like it is. Definitely. And that doesn't always play well in Main Street America, and I get that. But at this point, you know, the middle middle America isn't going to vote for any Democrat anyway, so who cares? You know, you're, you're playing to both sides of the coast and a couple other spots anyways. But I'm liking Elizabeth Warren more and more, you know, she says what she says. You know, and, and but without coming off like a lunatic, not she's not coming off like uh, Cruz or Palin or Bachman or some of those people. Um, she did have that huge uh, gaffe earlier this year with the whole Native American. What was that? And, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, well, but, uh, she was counting uh, as that as her heritage, and it was like basically like one drop in one cell in her That's body was Native. Uh, so that was a major boo boo because it gave it gave her opponents something to latch on to and to attack her with, which is like when you think about it is the most ridiculous attack that you can. Well, that's my point about the, about the negativities that they should stay off of that and just remain on issues. And it's true too, for Hillary Clinton, who I had not that thrill with her as a candidate, but I don't like, but her no, all. but as a human being, I mean, the, the, this business of her fall and that she's, Oh, now she's wacky because she hit her head. You know, that stuff can be determined medically later. Sure. You don't have to do it trying to destroy her, a right. chance to do you know i i yeah i don't uh, want any more bushes or clintons in office period i do we, we don't do well, there might be another bush, we should, we shouldn't bush do looks dynasties. bush looks good not to me but uh actually he could be a, a nominee not not uh, jeb would be right? one of the more he would be more jed jed bush Jed would be Jed. one of the more moderate choices yeah yeah, yeah. no because you don't want make... sweater uh what's his name uh rick one of the ricks oh perry rick perry uh or, or santorum well either one uh, or he any of the other a, he could be a rick sanitarium and, actually, what, but... <laughs> and what's the guy who's the um hispanic uh guy who's a complete fool um Oh, Marco. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, these. Oh, this is the clown. Ca- this is the clown car. No, he's Texas, isn't he? Or maybe he is Florida. I don't know. He's Florida. Yeah. Hey, here's uh, a. Can I read? Let me read something just for a second sure. here, because this is one of. This is an example. I'd love to have people buy this book. Your country is just not into you. Uh, the media, the Wall Street, and both parties. I think it says. Um, this is a part about uh, retirement. And so, you know, I'm on my Social Security now, which I paid into and all my employers paid into for years during my working time in the United States. So uh, here's the problem with the deficit, according to Lloyd Blankfein, I think it's pronounced, who's a billionaire. He's the CEO of Goldman Sachs, letting us know that there isn't enough pie for us. So CBS (laughs) News, that's a great uh, right there. CBS News decided to do a, I'm quoting the book now. Jimmy, I'm sure you'll be happy. I'm trying to promote it. CBS Mm -hmm. News decided to do a story on the deficit, deficit, what the problems are and how we can fix them. And who better to help us understand than this guy Lloyd. So guess what he says is the big problem with the deficit. It is unpaid for tax. Is it unpaid for tax cuts for millionaires and billionaires? Nope. It's the $80 million the Federal Reserve gives to Wall Street for free uh, every month in free every month, yeah, for free every month in the form of quantitative easing. Nope, that's not it. So what does the one of the heads of Wall Street, this guy is huge, you know, think is the problem with our debt? It's these fucking old people who worked all their life and now want to retire and expect Social Security to give them six sixty a month of the money they paid into it. I knew it wasn't Wall Street and outsourcing of jobs to slave labor. I just knew it. 
And then here's the answer to that. He says he provides uh, some outrageous and compelling math. 30-year retirement after a 25-year career. So wait a second. Someone retires after 25 years of work? So he's saying the problem is all these people who started working at 40? Because if you, if you retire at, <laughs> at 65, hello, that's, uh, you know, you didn't start at 40. I never met anyone like that, but according to his totally bullshit argument, there are tons of them. Now, you know that's not true. Anybody with half a brain would know that's not true. He says times have changed. Yeah. It's not like the old days when you retired at 65 and a few weeks later your heart exploded. Now these assholes work their whole lives and then they don't die right away. This is great. I mean, this is just, it's just, it's so uh, acerbic. It's funny, but it's so acerbic. And eventually you probably want to kill yourself after reading it because it's so true. Well, they're going to be cutting back on pension benefits. There was a ruling the other day on that that's going to actually have an adverse effect on people's pension benefits. The one thing they're I low, wait, they're lowering a, a current pension benefits or for future. No, for past. No, for past. For people, uh, I'm not astute enough to know every last detail on it. But it's going to affect people who are actually are on pensions now. Oh my! Currently. I'm going to have to look that up yes. immediately and write my senator. Um, <laughs> to me, it's in the old days. Companies and and state and federal governments allowed people to retire at 55 with pensions. There's something to be said for that was kind of a disaster in the making because yeah, but that wait a minute, that wasn't social. Those people who retire at 55, it's because their job allowed them. They had pension right, funds right, yeah. and blah but, blah but blah. Their job, but also governments, also state and federal governments, and they were able to retire at that age. And and they had great pensions. Yeah, but I don't, uh, Jim, I don't think you get full, pe- you know, you're limited to what you can earn. So if you're getting some kind of a juicy right. pension from, from a private thing, then you don't get your full right. social security, period. Exactly. There, there is a, there is a formula built in because you can, you can only earn so much. Cause I remember like my father-in-law when he was still alive, he had to, he had to moderate like how much he could make per year mm-hmm. Absolutely. so that it didn't affect his social security. Uh, but the whole pension system at this point is teetering in this country and it's going to have a you know, ad- very adverse effect, especially down the road for people like me. I'm 52 mm-hmm. and, you know, I work for a state government. And so that's, you know, my pension, which you got about I another 15 much- years to go then. Because by the oh, time you're up there, oh, it would be 67, no? Oh, God. Uh, it's, if not it's, less. I'm, I'm planning on at least 70 at this but point. You know, at least point. Um, the other thing is, and this is, again, mostly from the book, where, where he points out that, so people keep saying, well, we just don't have the money to pay this. We don't have the money to pay Medicare. We don't have the money for this health, you know, your national health insurance. We don't have the money for Social Security. We're going broke. First, and... Um, he says that's interesting because the entire Social Security budget is some amount like $3 billion or something. And he said that's, that's what we spend in one week in Afghanistan. So, you know, this is nuts. <laughs> of uh, course. It's, it's, this it's is absolutely incredible. And, and those wars, this isn't like World War II where the whole world was in danger, by the way. Right. You know, this is such right. bullshit. And all of the, you know, look into a little bit of uh, the pork what is it called? Pork belly? Uh, the pork barrel. <laughs> pork barrel, uh, you know, the stuff where you got, you're in Nevada and you got the people right. who are making the jets and the jet is made at a cost of billions. Each jet costs, you know, $95 million or more. And then, you know, they don't, they're not, they're not used. All these tanks that are going into the police uh, departments, right. they're just crap that the Pentagon doesn't need. They ordered it because some jerk in Nebraska has a factory. You know, this is all back yep. to that same thing. It's the money thing, the money circuit. Well, and the thing is, is it, we what, can't what happens is the, the money is such a corrupting, the the it's such a corrupting influence that what happens is, uh, oh my God, stop! It's all about it. Uh, is uh, the the money forces that congressman in Nevada mm-hmm. to show his constituents this is what I'm doing for you. You know, uh, I'm I'm bringing you know this X amount of dollars and jobs to you, or I'm right. building this I'm building this bridge to nowhere for you. And it's going to provide construction jobs for a couple of years while we build it. It's not going anywhere, and it's a boondoggle to you know the uh, taxpayers of the other 49 states. But hey, I'm bringing this to you, mm-hmm. and it's, it's elementary. What it comes down to is simply is that, and because if you want to keep your job, if you want to keep that perk 
of every two years becoming reelected for Congress and getting, you know, lifetime health care and lifetime, a great uh, pension uh, and so forth. You have to keep bringing the goods. If you don't bring the goods, you're out. And oh, gee, then you might have to go work for the private sector. Oh, my gosh. That's a, what a horrible thought that is. Yeah. Uh, and, well, and, you know, there's, and, this is tied, this stuff plus these all these talking points, including the ones that you and I, you know, bring up. It's way more complex than that because you've also got the sure. problem of minimum wage and yep. employment. And um, I just think that a lot of the tenets that are uh, supported by by people who are rich are fake. And so the trickle down, that's crap, you know, and, and uh, the um, businesses are saying, well, we don't have confidence, so we can't hire. That's crap. They're making tons of money, most of these businesses. When I say businesses, I'm talking about fields of business. All right, I've had enough of this rant. Let's. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? What a depressing. What do we got? That's positive. Come on, find something. <laughs> How about oh my hostages God. taken in Sydney. Now, no, that's. I was not just going to say, we'll start talking about the hostages in Sydney. Australia. I don't want to talk about that. That's. You know what? That, oh my God! That, I mean, right off the bat, yeah. I mean, we don't know what's going on with this guy. Is he for a for real? You know, Islamic militant? Mm-hmm. Is he off his nut and just? You know, because, you know, he wants an ISIS flag and he wants to talk to the prime minister of Australia. That kind of denotes to me that might be somebody with a mental illness. Who yeah, knows? It could be. But but I mean, the speculation since, I mean, or it's like 13, 14 hours. I'm not even paying any attention. You know me. I'm not paying any attention. Oh, I saw I that. watching I, Australian TV live on the internet. I, yeah, I saw somebody was night. posting the live stream thing. I mean, get up. Yeah. No, no, don't watch that live stream. I was watching it. I was watching it. I was actually, I Chromecasted it to my TV, so oh, I didn't geez. even have to watch it online. I just had it on my TV. Oh, that's and, awful. Uh, and then finally, I stopped and we watched the first two episodes of Marco Polo on Netflix. And and uh, ah, okay, I, I had already seen it, but um, my wife, I had posted something on Facebook a couple of days ago about, oh, you know what? I don't normally like period pieces, but and I didn't think I would like this, but I decided to watch. I watched the first two episodes, and I think I might like getting on. Oh, that's interesting. So she says, she says to me, she sees the post on Facebook. She says. You're watching Marco Polo without me. <laughs> hey, so uh, wait a minute. Is this a this is a uh, it's a period piece? It's it's fictionalized true history or what? Is it? Uh, well, it's a, it's the new original series from Netflix that they've been going on for months. It's the most expensive TV series ever made. But it's but it's stories. I mean, it's not yeah, a documentary. Yeah. Well, it's, it's what it ta- it all takes place with Marco Polo being uh, over with a uh, Kublai Khan. Mm-hmm. But but it is all it takes place there? Is yeah. it um, is it a series like it could have been fiction even though it's based on history or is it doc- is it more like Cosmos which has somebody who's saying no 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 it's fully acted it's acted it's fully, okay. okay it's it's a story told I'm sure they fictionalize certain events with it well, I'm sure, sure they sure. composite character things because you can't find number one this is in twelve seventy three yeah so I mean yeah you know, you're going by whatever historic records were available at that point Marco Polo was uh, he was known as a, a journaler mm-hmm. of of events of the first order back then. So I would assume that they're basing quite a bit of it off of his journals. Um, but uh, it was funny because I thought she, she's not going to want any of this. There's blood, there's gore, you know, there's <laughs> oh. nudity. It's a period oh. piece. And uh, a whole lot of nudity. <laughs> oh. and, uh, and it's so funny. It, it's amazing how many women in 1273 Mongolia, China, had Brazilian uh, I was gonna, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, so I guess my wife, my wife, they, would, all, they all had, uh, they all had extreme uh, Brazilian waxes, if you know what I mean. My wife would want to know uh, if there's any male frontal. Not so far, not in the first two. <laughs> See why? Not you know, that's two. a seriously is a question. I mean, I obviously don't care, but um, th- it really is a question. Uh, and the answer I've always thought. The answer was that the female frontal, yeah, you see breasts, but you don't see the genitalia because it's it's kind of hidden, right? It's not external. You, you do so in Marco Polo. I lips? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. I'm no, saying no, 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 not that. No, we're not at that. Well, so what, this is what I'm saying though: yeah, is that the female, anyway. the female, the vagina is not actually visible unless you make it visible in porn or art. Right. Okay. Right. So I'm guessing that that's the reason. But on another level, it is kind of odd. Although occasionally there is a little bit of of a penis in some some things. If I remember correctly, there was a, Bruce Willis did a movie. That had to, it was a pretty good movie for him, 
uh, that had to do, he was a psychiatrist, and there was a story, it was a murder mystery. I don't recall the name of it, but I think that there was a frontal of him for just a second, naked, in the pool. I don't even, at, at 6.49 in the morning, you don't that, want to think about that. not a thought I want to think about. <laughs> uh, I'm just talking about the cultural, I'm not talking about projecting the image. Anyway, right. that's that was just a little well, thought. But it was it was interesting because I, I think you might like you well, might like Marco Polo. I will I take know. a look. Uh, I I like I like the uh, the Asian actors. I know it's so far well. It's five stars for the reviews overall on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't been hearing a huge instant binge watching like when House of Cards and Orange Is the New Black comes out. So it's like out. Twitter so there's like thirteen like, of them right huh? away. Is there like thirteen of them right away? There's ten of them. The whole ten episodes. Oh, 10. Uh, you know, like Netflix always uh-huh. does. Um, so it cost $90 million. They filmed most of it over in Kazakhstan and like the scenery, uh, is <laughs> yeah. beautiful. It's I'll just bet. absolutely gorgeous. But I think that what might be off putting, I don't know if off putting is the right yeah. word, but it might, those Brazilian uh, waxes, it might, it might give some Western viewers pause is that it's an almost entirely Asian cast because it takes place. Well, that's more believable. Well, sure. yeah, but it takes place over in, well, really in China, but mm-hmm. in outer Mongolia and yeah, China. Well, of course, you'd expect people uh, to have the round yeah. eyes. You know, I mean, this isn't like the old westerns when you watch the westerns and the Indians were all, you know, Italians with wigs on or something. You right, know? And, right, and, right. You know, they don't insult you to that. No, extent. that's good. I think that's excellent. Uh, and assuming the acting is good, English, and it's all in English. But the, the thing is, is like some of the terminology and some of the towns and so forth, they're using the Chinese names and so forth. So it can be a little bit confusing. And I have a feeling that that might play a part for some people because I'm finding the main guy, the, the Italian guy who plays Marco, uh-huh. he's all right. He's nothing to write home about and he's okay. But the uh, Asian actors in it are amazing. There's this one dude without giving anything away. Mm-hmm. There's this one dude, he plays like this blind um uh, samurai kind of teacher he kind of reminds me of the old tv series kung fu mm-hmm. with uh the, the the old man who was teaching david yeah and it's kind of like that this guy has a grace and a beauty of the way he moves with a sword and the way he talks and the way he walks sounds it's just he's mesmerizing to watch sounds interesting really does and, and it is and i was shocked my wife we i i re-watched the first two episodes last night with my wife and she loved it. Okay. And well, that's, that's makes me a little she didn't love, she didn't love the very beginning where there was some extreme violence, lots, lots of head cutting off and stuff. Well, there, well, yeah, some of that too, but uh, some even worse, but uh, what's yeah, worse so, than getting I mean, your head cut off? Well, wait a minute. Well, there's the old, there's the old question about <laughs> would, would you rather be burnt at the stake or have your head cut, head cut off? Can you answer that? Uh, depends on how quick. If well, it's one slice and dice, then I'll take the head. The answer is a hot steak is better than a cold chop. <laughs> nice. three, three Stooges <laughs> joke. Well, it goes way back and is not true as far as I'm concerned. I think the chop actually might be the way to go as far as being burned at the stakes wouldn't be fun at all. So they're doing no, all that kind of stuff. Having been though. somebody who has burned myself, I'm going to go ahead and say it's not fun. Yeah. And, uh, you you, you want to go the other way. I would go with the chop chop. As long as they're not doing the slow sever. You know, you go to the slow sever. I don't, I don't like- no, no. Oh, God. No. <laughs> now, I haven't had lunch yet, so. But, yeah, that's bad. Now we're getting into ISIS territory. Anyway, let's man. let's not. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll uh, check that out. I'll check that out uh, yeah, t- today or tonight. I, I, think, I think you'll like it. I don't know. I, I went into it assuming I was not going to like it. Assuming, okay, I'm going to watch like five minutes of it. I'm going to mm-hmm. turn it off and just be like, yeah. But I like the Asian characters in it a lot. I like the actors doing their jobs in there a lot. The scenery, the music, is it's it, the photography in it is just beautiful. Uh, and, and I have a feeling it's going to be a very interesting series, but it's not going to be for everybody. Well, we all know how it ends. I actually don't, I mean, because but I know that it's, if it's history, I guess uh, we kind of do. Um Let's uh, let's we we have just a little bit more time, not too much. Uh, we could recap on the TV, for example. I know one of your very favorite series, Irony. Uh, the net, the net. Oh God, the newscast, the newsroom, newsroom, <laughs> newsroom is I'm is ending that tonight. So don't tell me how it ends. Are you hate? But you're hate watching, right? I'm hate watching. I'm yeah, hate me too. Watching it. I admit there's one to hate episode watch. left, and, yeah. and I'm 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 hate watching it right to the end. Have you watched? Uh, been following Homeland or not? 
Uh, off and on. Because it got good the uh, last two. Have you watched the last two yet or not? No, no. So there's two no. more to go. And one was last night. Uh, but the, uh, I haven't seen that yet. But the, the two run-up, in other words, last week's and the week before are excellent, whereas the season started very poorly. It was really bad. There were a bunch yep. of really bad stuff. So I, I highly recommend Homeland. It's scary and depressing, by the way, because I think it's really close to the truth, what they're right. doing over there. But it's it's beautiful, and Carrie isn't crying all the time and crazy. I mean, it's it's really found something interesting. I don't know if they're over. I mean, they're stopping in... There's two more episodes. I don't know if it's done or if there's another no, season. No, no, it's, it's continuing on. It's, it's going to go back, go on? Yeah. Because it does, when they find the what they're doing, it's great. Because the a actors lot of people are, have said, a lot of people have said, and I think I have to recheck it out again, because a lot of people have said it's it's back to like season one. It's like, it, it's more of... Without Brody, yeah. Right. That that. Well, the thing was, and the interesting part is Brody was supposed to die during the middle Late middle late season one. That was the entire plan. Oh, the entire they, they hired Damian Lewis and they told him you're going to be on this show for a year or less than a year. But what happened was the Showtime executives started seeing the episodes and and they actually got all over the producers of the show. We need to keep Brody on because he was supposed to and he was supposed to be dead and done in the first year. I think at the end of the first. I season. you know I know what happened. This is a secret, but I know exactly what happened. So Brody was on, there was a few episodes, and then there was the episode with his wife, who was totally naked. And uh, I'm kidding about knowing the secret, of course. Uh, but a lot of people miss his wife as much as they miss him. She's a, she's a wonderful... She, uh, she was she's, amazing. She's a terrific act. <laughs> First of all, she's a terrific act- actress. Yes, she's a very nice-looking yes. woman, but she's really, really good. I've seen her. She was in V, the second version of yep. V, if you ever watched she's, that. She's starting a, a new a series. New, well, she's actually... Isn't she in somewhere. Gotham, by the way, or something? Actually, I, I watched like but she's three great. episodes of that and walked away. Anna... Anna, yeah, she's fantastic. Are you watching? Uh, are you watching The Missing? Yeah, it's that's one more to go too. That that is brilliant. Yeah, it's been that good. Absolutely brilliant. And I can't wait I mean, to find out who did it. Interesting, interesting twists and turns within it. It's excellent. Uh, I agree. It really is. I mean, one could say maybe that it should have been six episodes instead of eight. That I there agree. May have been a little bit of padding going on there. I agree. To I think out to eight. I th- I think even with the padding in it. Oh, it's and still the compelling. Re- it's and still- the retelling sometimes that doesn't need to be retold yet again. Um, I don't even want to really talk much about as far as the actual program itself because I really think that for mm-hmm. somebody who hasn't watched it yet, here in the United States it's on Stars, and I'm sure that you can get it like through iTunes and or you'll be able to get it afterwards when the season or, ends. Yeah, it was original BBC, right? It looks right. like it's, it's a French a BBC co- Stars co-production. I think. Yeah. Um, um, it's really it's well done and for, for people who don't realize also it's um, uh, it's partly in French so if you're interested in France yes. I mean the the, the uh, ambiance the, the whole atmosphere is really well done so that the little bit of French with subtitles is not of course not disturbing to me but um, if you even if you didn't know it I like when they mix subtitles like during in the bridge sometimes when they went to Spanish for a while it gave it yeah. a lot more authenticity I really liked it plus I, I loved listening to his voice the main actor because uh, yeah. I never understood a word I would have thought I could pick up a word or two of Spanish but he had a, an accent that I just could not understand I'm anything. still very I'm still bummed out as my as many they got canceled didn't they show had yeah. As many problems as the show had, and it did have numerous problems, especially the second year, mm-hmm. I still think that it was a quality enough show that they could have righted some of those problems. Yeah, I agree. And it was such a good cast that I I, I think that one they made a, a misfire on by canceling that one. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping that maybe Netflix would pick it up like they did with The Killing, but I haven't heard anything, so I'm going to assume that it's dead and done. But uh, yeah, The Missing is just – it's it's – to me, it's kind of like rectified and some other shows that are just, they're smart shows. Yeah. They're, they're not, they're, there's just, there's something inherently smart about, you just know there's smart people involved in the creative process and the writing and the directing and the acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the guy, the main guy, he's actually Turkish who, not the father, but the, uh, the former police. So, 
and oh, investigator. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. He's actually well. He was raised. Uh, he was raised in France. Yeah, he looks because he, he looks like somebody from North Africa, typical French. Uh, but he was born in Turkey, and I guess started off in Turkey and then moved as a child or something to France. But he's just wonderful, and I mean, there's just oh, you haven't just, seen the latest. Just, you haven't seen the the one bef- the penultimate episode. Then I've seen everything up to up through till. There's one more left, right? All right, there's one more left. Oh yeah. wait, but we shouldn't spoil. <laughs> I was just you were talking about that actor. Uh, we won't we won't go there. Um, got about two oh, no, a minute or me, two. Now you've got me intrigued. No, no, you it? gotta you gotta go. Um, I'll shut it off and I'll tell you what I'm talking about because I think. Um, let's see. What do we finish on? Big finish. Big finish. Well, we went from big depressing. Yeah, that's that. what I'm trying to stay positive here. By the way, there's a new show called The Librarians, uh, which is on. I think TNT, I'm not sure. Huh. And that's yeah, about an ancient... About yeah, okay. I just wanted to mention it in case you wanted to look it up. I have to check I haven't it out seen it because there was an Australian show of the same name. Oh, I don't know it, if they based it on no, that. No, this is... Not. Yeah, this might be. It's U.S. show. It's uh, got... Jane Curtin has a small part in it. Do you remember her no from kidding. Saturday Night Live? She's still around. Wow. Well, yeah, and it's... Uh, I was surprising. It took me a long time to recognize her. I just kind of clipped through. I haven't watched it yet. I just clicked through to find her because somebody mentioned it. But, she's got to um, be yeah, late 60, 60s at this point. She's at least my age, if not more. Yeah. I was gonna but say anyway, it says nice that she's still practicing the art. Hey, that's Good. cool. Good so this her. is kind of a Good fantasy. It's kind of a fantasy, uh, ancient uh, society. Uh, they're not superheroes, but it's maybe sorcery. I don't, I'm not even sure if I'm going to like it, but uh, we'll see. We'll check it uh, out. I'll have to check it out. There's a lot of we'll new see. stuff starting. The Mentalist was retaken over for people who are fans of that show. It moved networks, I think. It got canceled and then came back. Uh, and in you know, since everything good is stopping, see that's the problem. So you got to find new stuff now. Well, now they're doing like the, they're doing uh, the fall finale stuff now, right? And then they'll come back like the blacklist and some of the other shows. They do the fall finales, right? Then they're off the air until uh, February or whatever. Exactly. And, through. and you know, and that's fine by me. You know, if I know if you tell me okay, the show's ending in November, early December, and we'll see you in February or March. Okay, fine. Then I'll just. At least I know, and you know, I'd rather do that. Run all through your new episodes, mm-hmm. stop, come back later, a few months later, run through all your new episodes, then then do this, you know, three new ones, one old one, two new ones, two old ones, and mixing them. Up. You know, I don't. I think the days of the reruns are like pretty much dead and done. I think. Well, that doesn't make. Not, yeah, reruns. The only thing you're going to ever see reruns is if you're in a hotel room with no cable. Or no, it would have cable. But otherwise, well, at, at home, well, you're doing all your own programming at home, right? I mean, you watch what you want to watch. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, appointment TV is dead. So, you know, you, pretty you make much. your own appointments. You make your own appointments. Except for Peter Pan, which was live. And of course, I'm sure. I you heard that suck. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Well, that's. Roasting yeah. it on Twitter. They were roasting it. But you know, it's, and that's true. Probably could very well be true. And, but at the same time, I, it's almost like, like when people unanimously love something on Twitter, yes. I doubt that I'm going to like it. And at the same time, if there was that much smarm going on about it, or smirky, whatever the term is, where people are talking bad about it, I, Christopher Walken would be worth seeing in anything anyway. I don't. I assume there's they recorded it and will show it at some point. But maybe well, I think they're going to be. I think they're selling it. I think they're selling it on DVD and all right. That kind of stuff. So it's so somewhere it'll be available. Hint, hint. Sony break. I heard. I heard <laughs> that on Twitter, and everybody who normally loves him said that Walken was horrible and well, that he was been. just as bad as everybody else. And Brian Williams' daughter was in it. I don't know. People, yeah. Well, people are just saying uh, bad stuff. Snark. Sometimes people like to be cool just to see how much of assholes they can be on Twitter too. You know. Well, Twitter I is either. I, Twitter is a combination of news feeds from, you know, interested parties, which I do a lot of for uh, our VoIP show, and, yep. you know, announcements of podcasts like we did today, but yep. also there's a lot of there's a lot of snarkiness that's just, you oh. know, fuck you. <laughs> and I, I, I think, to be honest with you, I think some of it now is people, number one, they're trying to further the attention, yeah. and they're trying to get, they're trying to get that screen, they want somebody who's famous to screen grab their comment and put it, say, you know, in, a, in an article, in a story article or something, 
so they can have their five seconds of fame of, you know, of who really, who gives a shit. And yeah. Well, in that case, it'd be better to say something nice. <laughs> Normally one would think so, but you know, outrageous also gets the, uh, gets also gets the uh, headlines quite often. So. Seems like the new thing is Instagram, the new, not that new, but I mean the, the new focus of uh, more of the young people is more on Instagram and you don't have any control over comments I've heard, which is interesting. I, I've started to post some photos because since I've been posting a lot of photos, I decided I'd bite the bullet and use Instagram just for the hell of it. Um, right. So I got like two people following that, but whatever, it's there. Uh, but I'm, it's not so much my thing it's, if it's photos only. Anyway. I've, I've, I, I have an account and I've had an account for several years and I think I've posted like four or five pictures on it. Yeah, I don't. Had follow, every time I try to follow it, it seems like it's nothing but sixteen-year-olds. Well, there's a lot of selfies and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a crap. Why would I give a shit about <laughs> some seventeen-year-olds' selfies? I, I don't care. It's I not our. Care. Well, it's not in our age group so much. No, but, if I was seventeen you know in high school, I would care, but I'm not, so I don't. But you know what? I'm sure there are. Like if you're interested in food, okay, suppose you like vegan cuisine, just as an example. Sure. Probably someone is posting photos with sure. maybe recipes or ingredients or tips. So Absolutely. there's got to be, yeah. it's like Pinterest, you know, I'm totally not into that. I have an account like everybody else on the planet. <laughs> and I don't use it either. You know, but I mean, I'm, I don't even go there and look. I, maybe once every three months I might go look. But the point is that, in fact, if we didn't have other sources... Uh, if we weren't on, let's say, Google Plus or something. I mean, there's a there's stuff on all of these things. Uh, Instagram, I'd have to look because there's no easy way to discover, I don't think. I'm not sure how you do that. But somebody somewhere is probably posting interesting stuff that I would like to follow. I just need to figure out how. You know what? I've, I've actually, after years and years of being a heavy social media user on, in many realms, I've completely narrowed at this point to almost exclusively Twitter and Facebook and and I barely touch Google Plus at this point. You haven't been around it. lately, yeah. No, I barely touch it. I I go to a couple other communities a couple times a week. The communities I, are good. I look every few days for 10 seconds in my stream and I'm somebody who was such a diehard from day 2 that I was one of right. the co-founders of the of right, uh, right. Media Tapper mm-hmm. which was devoted to Google Plus. It was an online magazine that was devoted to that originally the original uh scope of our Mm -hmm. our focus was on google plus and with the changes that came along i just after a while started becoming just it was it became very boring to me when it became all about the visual and so now at this point i'd say out of out of out of a social media pie google plus went from being at one point probably 80 percent down to less than three or four percent of my pie. At this point, I'm completely about Twitter and Facebook. Wow, that's, that's interesting. That's you, know? you know, they lost me. You know, Google, you fucked up. You know, because I'm not the only one. There was a lot of really smart people who walked away from Google Plus. Well, there's still a lot of interesting stuff on there, but uh, it's, it is. But labor- not enough to keep me captive all day like there used to be. Well, there's also it's labor intensive to get that the circles called to where they need to be. And by the way, it's exactly the same on Facebook. If you just get on Facebook and start connecting with anybody who wants to, you're going to have one of the most disgusting reads ever every time you turn it on. Believe me, I let me let me finish with this. I list, was looking, I'm connected to a couple of relatives. I never talked to them on Facebook. But occasionally I go on in incognito mode because I have a couple of things I need to manage. And whenever I go on, I occasionally look at people's timelines. And when I look at a couple of the people who, if I was religious, I'd say, God love them, you know, kind of th- whatever the good expression is. Uh, they're, they're fine people and everything, but the stupidest shit they post time after time, all day, it's just <laughs> crap. It's just, it's either memes that I've seen when I was 10, <laughs> you know, in the, in the garage, literally not even internet stuff, or it's just, it's useless reposting and reha- which means that there's zero originality there. And I'm sorry, you know, just because you're in my family, that w- that would make a terrible Thanksgiving lunch if they were all like that. This is it's not so a close- funny. Oh my god, I wish that, that that my wife and I wish that the podcast from the other day didn't get lost in history. We are going to try to recreate it tonight and hopefully Do it. it come- and but that whole realm comes into play. The whole Facebook thing comes is because what we're doing is we're doing three eight minute segments. That's mm-hmm. basically how we've broken it down. And you know we say at the end, okay, now we're That's moving neat. on to this. Good we're idea. Gonna, it's three eight three eight minute segments. 
Uh, how many published? The, the one how many segments? How many published uh, episodes do you have? We have one right now and three that we've lost. All oh, right. To, okay. Uh, I thought, where, yeah. Where the Because you need to announce it once you get about three or four reg up there. Yes. That's when you. Yeah, I will once we get. But I'm going to announce with doing what we're going to be doing. Ping me on that sure. directly, would you? When you get when you get the next one published. Uh, yeah. Let me yep. know. Okay. With that, and by the way, where do people go to find out more about that? Uh, we well, can go to right now. Anyways, you can go to SoundCloud. Two five four minutes. Two five four minutes. Okay, that's clear enough. Don't forget so to say that. When hopefully you later tonight, or if if I record it tonight and and do what I'm going to be doing, it'll probably be up sometime this week. But yeah, so it was like she, she's so much smarter than me. And, she's uh, great, man. In fact, we need to but, include uh, her next time. By the way, yeah, quick uh, hello to Yulia if she's listening still, because I was talking to her right before, and then uh, we started the podcast. And I don't know where she is. And maybe next time we'll include her too and we'll talk about something more international yeah. and less depressing, hopefully. <laughs> so with that, okay, man, well, let's, uh, let's do this again as soon as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Before Christmas. <laughs> Before Christmas. Yeah, well, this might be possible. Okay. I've been listening to Leave the Bottle podcast. The best way to find us really is probably the easiest way, ltb.re which gives you a quick listing of the uh, of all the archived episodes, and there's also a live player for moments like right now when we're live. Till then, we will see you next time. Take care, James. Later. Later. You too.